0: Welcome back to the Chapter Chats and Chill Podcast, your cozy reading nook where we talk everything about books, tropes, fake characters and more. This is Elena,
1: this
2: is Marwa and Emma, and we invite you to get comfortable, grab a cup of tea or coffee and get ready to enter a world where stories come true.
1: So for today's episode, we decided to start a monthly book club where each month we pick a common reading which we'll review with you guys. So today we'll be talking about our December read, which is Drumroll in the Holidays by Christina Lauren. A little disclaimer, though, if you have not read this book and it's on your TBR or wish list, come back to this episode after you've read it, because it will be full of spoilers. So you're warned.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But first, I mean, if you're interested in reading the book and you don't really know what it's about, let's have a little recap with the synopsis. Um, So in this book, it goes as, it's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas time, I can agree with that, Uh, but not for Maylene Jones. She's living with her parents, hates her going nowhere job and has just made a romantic error of epic proportions. But perhaps worst of all, this is the last Christmas May will be at her favorite place in the world, the snowy Utah cabin, where she and her family have spent every holiday since she was born, along with two other beloved families. Mentally melting down as she drives away from the cabin for the final time, May throws out uh, what she thinks is a simple plea to the universe. Please show me what will make me happy. The next thing she knows, tires screech and metal collides, everything goes black. But when May gasps awake, she's on an airplane bound for Utah, where she begins the same holiday all over again. This is kind of the vibe of the book. If you're intrigued, I would say maybe give it a try. But from now on, there's going to be a lot of spoilers. So as Mara said, maybe come back another time if you haven't read the book yet. (laughs) So girls, uh, what did you think of the book? What did you like of it?
1: I'm going to start with the basic elements. Um, I love the fact that the protagonist is 26 years old. I don't know about you girls, but I just love reading about characters who have the same age as me or who are a little bit older because I feel like I can relate to their stories much more. And it also gives me hope that good and unpredictable things can still happen in my life. And we love that kind of energy. So it's a win-win. Same. (laughs) How about you, Elena?
0: I completely agree. Actually, that's why I recently don't um actually read a lot of young adults because I'm not in that kind of age anymore. And as you said, it's more like reliable for me um, reading books from like uh, written for girls like of 26 and whatever. So it's really I liked it a lot the, from the point of view. And I also like the old setting, like the fact that the, they had this tradition of like going every year for like 20 years um, in this cabin all together with all family. I think that that is something that I don't have, like I never had in my life. So I think that it could be a really great tradition. That's one of the main aspects that I really enjoyed about this book.
2: What about you, Emma? Um, I think I'm going like towards the end of the book. And for me, what I liked the most was the meaning of it and what it taught me and specifically how it builds on the message that you should follow what makes you happy and it taught me like to let go of external expectations or conditionings from either the society or what you think your parents want for you or, you know, and just going with really what makes you happy, even if it's a big change that's going to pay you off in the end. And so I really, really loved that message. It was pretty encouraging um, for the point of my life where I'm at. And so it was really, really nice to read.
1: I totally agree with you, Emma. I also like the fact that the main character is still searching for herself. Like she's getting out of her comfort zone. She doesn't like her job that much. She feels completely lost. And I just felt her. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. when I was reading the book, I felt like it could be me. Except that I'm not in love with the boy I've known all my life. (laughs) And I don't live in a supernatural loop. But yeah, except that... Kind of the same vibes.
2: (laughs) The supernatural loop is also kind of cool. Um, I've read a couple of books before with this type of trope. Can it be considered a trope? I don't know. But um, yeah, it's very, very nice. Although I have like a few points about that, that I'm going to come back to later. Uh, I wasn't like 100% convinced by it, but I Mm. think as a trope, it's very, very nice. And also kind of yeah nice to read during the holidays I'm much more open to the like supernatural vibes it's cool
0: yeah and I also can understand why this is just it's not the basic but everyone recommends it um from here to here to like read this this book uh because it's such a cozy as you said a cozy cozy book and for what Mara said actually I except for the supernatural (laughs) part that I as, as you don't relate, but actually, uh I related a lot with the with protagonist, with main character, because I'm always kind of feeling the same. So I was like, oh, so there are more people also in literature, fictional character that are like living the same things that I'm living right now. So it's uh it was like giving a cozy blanket to me, and you know, mm. just the book saying you're not alone. It's okay. If, in this period of time of your life. It's not everything going as you want it. So that's why I, I really enjoyed this book. But for the supernatural part, I, I didn't really like it because I don't like time travels a lot. Uh, and I hate reading the same things again, again, the same day happening. I don't know, maybe I was traumatized by a Disney movie. I don't know, but <laughs> in my childhood, but I really don't like it. But overall, I like the book and the old vibes. mm
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know about you, but you know the part where the family has to sell their house. It kind of reminded me of the summer I turned pretty, which yes. I was obsessed with last mm-hmm. summer. Absolutely. Like, I do, I haven't read the books, but I've watched the TV show, and I'm Team Jeremiah all the way, for the record. So. Same,
2: same. <laughs> <laughs> I think <I'll> <laughs> <Oregon's>, you're know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think i have some i i told it. i think i said i have some eats for unavailable brownie brownie man i don't know brownie deer, but wait man.
2: have you finished season two as well yes no, I'm still, I'm still. okay I, I mean yeah because i was also like i couldn't really make up my mind on i mean not who's better just you know whose team i'm on let's say that uh, until the end of season two I kind of I think from the middle of season two towards the end that was kind of when I, I decided it was team Jeremiah but maybe you'll still be team Conrad I mean it's fine <laughs> <laughs> <I>
0: mean, yeah <laughs> but you know
1: Jerry's too
0: childish I don't know that's that's the vibe that he's giving to but I don't
1: know he was, was a bit childish in season one but in season two he kind of manned up. <laughs> I don't know how to I say mean,
2: it. <laughs> I mean, uh for me it kind of also depends on how like what you describe as childish cuz there were a few ways Conrad behaved that weren't exactly like at least emotionally mature in my opinion, but I also understand like that he's going through some heavy stuff and so of course I mean it's it's totally understandable and yeah it's you know I love how they really go deep with the emotional components for female and male characters as well in the series and I guess also in the book I'm not sure but um, yeah for me I mean they were all kind of childish in some ways but it was also like 100% fine because they're very very young Um, and speaking of like having a childish or not like the most mature behavior I also felt that in this book which was one of the things that I didn't really enjoy I mean it's as you said it's older characters they're 26 26 and 30 years old um, the protagonists and I felt like some behaviors were really like emotionally mature and they were frustrating to me I do understand that there are some people like even at 40, you can be emotionally mature. So it's not necessarily like, yeah, I mean, it's life. But uh, yeah, it was a little bit frustrating for me. I have to say that.
1: I actually felt that with Andrew's brother. What's his name again? You yes with Theo I felt like he lacked a lot of development I don't know I mean the whole story started because of him like they started hooking up at the beginning and she kissed Mm -hmm. him and then everything went down the hill but we don't see him that much in the book which is kind of a shame and he's also depicted as the the childish young man who's always on his phone he felt a little bit off for me yeah Yeah, I felt the same actually at the beginning
0: I thought it was a love triangle I was like no way it's a love triangle plus (laughs) a time travel kind of story I mean that's that's (laughs) a nightmare but in the end it was not because as you said actually Theo doesn't have any kind of like It's just one dimension. We don't know anything about him. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, for example, she wanted to talk to him in the kitchen and he was like, oh, you just need to grow up. It was just one Mm -hmm. kiss. And then we don't know anything about him anymore, not even in the end. I mean, I think it could be um, had a lot knowing also his point of view because at some point it was like, okay, maybe he's really into her, then it's not, then he is, then it's... I mean, we don't know anything. We At the end, we don't know if Theo really liked um, the main character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, everybody kept saying that he was in love with her or like he had a crush on her, but I didn't feel it like at yeah. all during my reading, so...
2: And I think towards the end, they say that he actually hid a girl in his closet, uh, like a few weeks, I think, before the trip to the cabin. I'm not sure the time frame is correct, but if, I I remember when reading it, I was like, okay, so maybe he wasn't like that in love with the protagonist if he did that. I mean, that's not necessarily true, but that was just, you know, my reasoning. And I feel like by what you said maybe having multiple points of view in this book would have been very, very interesting for the character development because I had the same feeling of you have so many cool characters. I think there are like 13 people in the extended family, but you don't really get to know them besides their name, their role in the family dynamics-ish and maybe what they do as a job, but not necessarily. And so... I feel like maybe having at least the point of view of the three protagonists would have been like very, very interesting for me.
1: Yeah, same. I also love having like uh, a male point of view. I find it so, so much interesting. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Most of the time when you have a lot of character, but you don't know them because there is no any kind of description of them. You just forget about their names and you don't know who is. And so it's, it's a mess. I mean, uh, at least uh Tio, Andrew, and May, it should be it should give a little bit like more of dimension. Yeah, so except for me, <laughs> um, we don't know anything about the other. Like even, mm. even um, the fancy uncle, the one that is like the more interesting character. Oh, that
1: one looks so cool. Yeah. Yes, he looks so interesting. Just,
2: and yet yeah, we know he's rich. What? It makes you I have to say, okay, so I'm I'm spilling the tea now because one of my biggest icks with this book was um so at a certain point, so we know Benny, ben, yeah, I think I'm not sure if his name is what his full name is, but his nickname is Benny, I guess. Mm-hmm. And we know he's Australian. So my guess is that his name is not an Italian name, like his full name, if it's not Benny. And at a certain point, May, I guess to kind of make a joke, like an inside joke joke between the two of them, he calls him Benito Mussolini, which is, if you don't know him, the Italian dictator from the Second World War. So it's like, yes, she does. Yes, she, she does. Is. And so I was when I was reading that, it was like, "Excuse me, I mean, is this supposed to be a joke? It's not really, in my opinion. I'm sorry." And that was like, that was it. There is no going back from this for me. Yeah. Was no. That <laughs> was the downgrade. That was like, down. I'm sorry, but I can't. Yeah, I so, don't
0: yeah. Know
2: if we're this part. <laughs> I not know if we're at the same book, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read the ebook. Um, but I, yeah, it was like... Or maybe my brain just delayed like Yes, I yes. <laughs> so uh, that was probably the part I liked the least
1: of the whole book. Uh, yeah. I understand. <laughs> yep,
2: yeah. <makes> <laughs> Anyways, I also had... An idea uh, when you girls were talking about like the multiple points of view, um, I think as you said, I, I would have loved to hear more of also uh, Andrew's and Theo's points of view. But I was also thinking, so we have like a lot of um, books written by female authors with multiple points of view of um, also from male characters or characters that identify as uh, men or male. And I was thinking this is maybe bringing a little bit of the female gaze into like uh, men's emotions. And I mean, I love the female gaze, to be honest. I'm 100% for it. But at the same time, I feel like it would be super cool if there was a book written by a female or an male author or authors identifying as men and uh, women. And, you know, having the two authors write the two different points of view I feel like that could be like super super cool
0: yeah maybe we can reach that for our monthly book
2: club yeah if there exists any book like this uh guys let us know like in the comments um
1: I actually have like a super. book written by yeah. a man and a woman, in, <clears throat> and with two point of views. Uh, it's the Illuminae series. I mm-hmm. don't know how to pronounce it if it's Illuminae. Illuminae. By J.C. Yes,
0: okay, I read Kaufman
1: it. or something like that. But uh, I'm right, though. It's uh, two point of views, a male and oh, yeah, a female character.
0: Oh, Mm. It's written by the two of them, but <clears throat> you actually don't understand which part is, of course, from who. And mm. um, I don't know if the because there is only one narrator, I think, and the EA intelligence which should destroy is everything.
1: There three uh, point of views. I don't remember. I've read it a while ago, so, but I kind of remember there was the female character, the male character, and the artificial intelligence.
0: Maybe. There was also America. makeup. Yeah, yeah. There was mm. also. There are mm-hmm.
1: three point of views. Um it's completely uh, different from the fantasy words we we are used to. It's uh, mm. science fiction, happens in space and all.
0: Mm. Because you have this book that is huge and it's full of file and conversation and emails, mm-hmm. so it's, it's really the format is completely new and it's really nice.
1: Yeah, the the physical book is really, really pretty. Like you have pages that are completely black, and it feels like you're reading the screen of a computer or something. So it's cool. Mm. Seems very cool.
2: Okay, adding to my TBR.
1: There were also a lot of references in this book about Star Wars and Avengers also. Ah, and Narnia. I remember there was Narnia and Mm. uh, a sucker for Narnia. Like when I was 10, I used to have a huge crush on Edmund Pevensey, one of the main characters. I found it so... He was so, so handsome. Like he was all shabby and cute.
2: (laughs) Is he the oldest brother?
1: No, he's the, the youngest one. The youngest one, <laughs> I, I can't
2: remember him. <laughs> he, he was
1: the villain in the... Not the villain, oh. but he was kind of the the bad child in the first uh, Narnia movies.
2: The Shadow then- Daddy-to-be. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Yes, I, I loved uh, Caspian, like Prince Caspian, and I loved the movie. And recently, one of my friends... Um, actually... One of my friends is in New Zealand and oh. he made these Instagram stories about like the cave where the oh, nanny... Oh, that's out. so cool. And, and, and <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is this is amazing. This, this place. And, and he was like, yeah, this is really amazing. <laughs> 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 oh my God, New Zealand is crazy. We should think about it, by the way. Yes. Mm, definitely absolutely. add it
1: to our list. Mm. Mm.
0: <laughs> of course, I had a crush on Ben Barnes and when it was the Darkling in... Uh, yes. I was like, yes, make me your Billy.
1: (laughs) He was really good at playing the Darkling. He was like, oh, so, so good. (laughs) There's also the Twilight Hunger Games scene in the book. It was like really, really funny. I don't remember what it was exactly, but like... She called him Edward Cullen or something. Yeah. And then she, he said like, "Oh, uh yeah. no oh, no, yes. she called him Edward Cullen and then she said, "I bet you don't know which book that is." And he said, "Of course I do. The it's The Hunger Games." <laughs> <laughs> Duh.
2: Duh. I mean at least he knows what The Hunger Games is. We have to keep him that, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he needs a rewatch of both series probably <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. i love a book that contains other books tv shows series mm-hmm. i don't know about you
2: yeah and you don't have a lot of that in uh fantasy books usually <laughs> for obvious reasons it was a yes. nice change <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe i'm not sure but no, I don't think that's the case. But I know, for example, um, Sarah J Maas's, uh third series, Cres- Crescent City, mm-hmm. that's supposed to be set in like a fantasy world, but it's more similar to our century, I
1: guess. Uh, Actually, it's more like um, crossovers than mm. references to other books. Like, for example, in yes. The Throne of Glass, there were... Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no, I've heard... Uh, thank you.
2: <laughs> I've heard sorry, just about remembered. That. No, I've heard about that. Uh, so I, I'm kind of aware, but I've always managed somehow to <laughs> keep the spoilers. And so I have to be surprised with these references to, I guess... Well, I'm the sorry, I, I forget that you haven't read that. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. I mean... I yeah. Uh, so now I'm reading Once Upon a Broken Heart, uh, of course. But then after this book course series, I I I will see if I can wait to read the other two books from Once Upon a Broken Heart. I'm planning on going back to uh, turn of class. So
1: yay! Yeah, <laughs> finally, I'll <be> ready now.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh going back to Ina holidays, do you girls have like any quotes that you really enjoyed from the book?
0: Actually, it's not a quote, but something that I don't like. Um at the beginning when she was talking about like uh how change is not good, I really hate that part because I mean that kind of like period of my life where change is necessary and Mm -hmm. change is good for your growth. So in the beginning she was like, you know, no, I don't want change because I love tradition. And Mm -hmm. I mean it makes sense because she has this stable thing, like going with her parents and her friends uh, for 20 years in in her life. But then at the end of the book, she kind of redeemed because uh, she say, no, it actually I wasn't, it wasn't right. Uh, change it it's good and doing things because you like them and not not be forcing to do it it's it's a good it's that's why at the end she just quit her job and trying to act differently uh with andrew and i that that part but i don't think i have a specific quote actually
2: what about mm. you girls I get what you're saying. I feel like it's part of her growth, as you said, before she was kind of stuck in the traditions because I love, I mean, it's very nice to have traditions that you can go back from year to year, but at the same time, I feel like for her specifically, it was kind of, she was putting her cell phone pause almost and yeah. um yeah there were these traditions and the way she was trying to keep them fixed never changing anything it was holding her back from changing what needed to be changed in her life uh to really be free and find her happiness eventually and you know one thing that i
0: didn't get it
2: it's why
0: why now uh like there was this which like the thing is if you liked Andrew for all of your life, why you thought you it couldn't happen for 20 years? And then you act you changed, like okay, for because of the spell and then the time travel and it makes sense. But uh, I mean, we never understand why she was like, as you say, she put everything on pause all her life. And also this thing with Andrew, if if everyone was like pushing her uh, to be with tio why they w- why people were pushing her to be to with andrew if everyone knew that she liked andrew and i think at at, at some point i was like maybe andrew knows that she likes him but then no because it's too dumb but i mean it makes zero sense we don't have this like no. this kind of Deep in the story, like there is no much sense going on. I don't know if I like I was
2: really clear in. Yeah, I, think I agree one hundred percent. I feel like Marwa, maybe you have something to say about that. I mean, from your facial expression only, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you had something to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, yes, you're right, know That part felt a little bit weird. Like um, she's been in love with him her whole life, and then suddenly when she confesses He's like, oh, I didn't know you were an option. Let's try it. Like it felt so unnatural and so awkward. I don't know. Also, the story where he went to a fortune teller or something at a party, and yeah. she told him that um the love of his life is right there in front of him, and she's been there his whole life, and he just have to open his eyes. Like, if a a little bit forced, I mean, come on, Mm. that plus the time travel loop, it's a little bit too much. I don't know. (laughs) Same.
2: I agree 100%. Um, I also, to be honest, wasn't too convinced by the fact that they both kind of saw um, the possibility of being together first as something impossible, and I think for... For May, that's kind of a little bit more realistic because she sees change as something scary. And so she doesn't want to take the leap because maybe, I mean, maybe she's a little bit pessimist. I don't know. Like she sees the possibility as the possibility of, you know, it not working inside of the possibility of maybe building a relationship and uh, liking it. So, for her i I really see that as coherent with her character. Um for Andrew, I really didn't understand that, and I feel like it kind of goes back in my opinion to his character not being described as thoroughly, especially like emotionally and how he reasons. We know he's very um how can I say it like
1: he's like a gentleman. rational he's mm, like mm. that yeah. Mm.
2: I have to say I'm not too convinced <laughs> as a gentleman because I I remember at a certain point, so we have uh, May starting to do things that make her happy, like quitting her job and, you know, just making rush decisions, and he was really in support really supporting her for that. But then she kind of goes back to having doubts, and I remember he said something like, "Then who are you? I mean, are you the May who takes rush?" like quick decisions unexpected decisions which I mean he liked or are you like the old mate he doesn't say that in the specific terms but that was what I got from what he said and was like wait I mean either you like her for who she is The good and the bad or, you know, I mean, it's not like a person is this or that. There's a lot in between and you either love a person for who they are 100% or you don't. You either want to be in a relationship with May discovering herself, making quick decisions, maybe making mistakes as well, or you don't. And that's all right if you're not ready for that kind of relationship. That's fine, you can wait, I mean, another five years and see how that turns out. But it was really like, I don't know, I have a strong opinion on this. And it was, it felt really unsupportive of him. So I really didn't like that part.
1: I think he was hurt at that moment because she kind of lied to him. I mean, she lived all the holidays before and then she comes back and acts Mm -hmm. as if nothing happens. And that's what pushed him to say those words. I don't know. Mm. That's my opinion.
2: (laughs) That's fair enough. Yeah. (laughs) 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 I have a few quotes uh, from the book that I saved. And one is, maybe we should do things because we love them, not because we've always done them that way. And I think that's from, I'm not sure if that's from May or Benny, but it again, it kind of reiterates the idea of tradition is good, but there is nothing bad in bringing some changes here and there if you feel like you need to have some changes. That's really cool. And another one that I really loved is the only person whose expectations you have to live up to is yourself.
1: That one hit hard, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I also have one... That's has the same vibes as this one. And it's sometimes you have to lose yourself to find your way back home. Mm. Like this girl gave me comfort and reassured me somehow. Like it yes. reminded me that it's okay to feel lost sometimes. Like it's part of the process, and it won't always feel this way. So it's okay. <laughs> yes,
2: definitely. Yeah. That is a really and- good one. Yeah, Um, another one that I liked was actually from one of the twins. So we have um, young twins, I think Mm -hmm. maybe around 10, correct me if I'm wrong.
1: I think 10 or maybe more or less 10 years old, yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and I feel like they're also very cool characters, especially the little girl. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also on the spectrum. And so, um, then in the book, at a certain point, they're describing how they play sard sardines sardines, like the Sardi- I guess yes
1: yes mm-hmm. yeah uh, the the game where they hide and yeah uh, like hide have seek, to find one right. of them mm-hmm.
2: yes. yeah. And Ooh. so the quote goes like sardines is Zachary's favorite game. The boy between the twins and kennedy's the girl least favorite game but she agrees to play it when he asks because as she once said to all of us at the dinner table i don't like standing close to people but i don't mind standing close to any of you and i thought that was really cute and sweet yes Um, yeah so maybe one day we'll see more of her as a character if this series goes like describing the story of the other characters I don't know but that was so cute I loved it
1: that would be cool like to see her yeah. as a grown-up mm. yes
2: yeah. I've read a similar like a winter well it was a winter book I'm not sure if the whole series is setting during the winter but uh, one of my winter holiday reads was uh, Lovelight light farms mm-hmm. and so in this book you have the main like two protagonists But then you also have some extended family or found family, actually. Um, So a few more characters. And there are not so many, like two or three characters. And then I found out one of these characters is the protagonist of the following book. And it's Mm -hmm. about his love story and not anymore like the two protagonists from Love Light Farms, which I think Mm -hmm. is really cool and could work very well for... Uh in a holidays as well, since you have so many characters that weren't really like mm-hmm. described a lot, I feel like maybe new books to know them better would be a super cool idea.
1: Yeah, I agree. That would be cool. Especially like um if the stories happen years after mm. what happened in the holidays. Yeah. yeah. But it also has to happen in winter because otherwise we'll lose the spirit of Christmas and all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> we talked a lot about the book. Now let's give our ratings. I mean, how many stars would you give this book?
0: Oh, for me, it was around three, 3.5. And I have to, to say something. I hey, the fact that on Goodreads, you cannot put 3.5. Like as we what I have I always have to write the comment and it's okay, but why? I mean that's something that has been asked for so many years now. Yeah. <laughs> please do something, thank you. <laughs> so <it> was <laughs> for me Let's around sign a petition. Three. Yeah, good reads if you if you are hearing us. So please. <laughs> and well, for me it was oh, it's gonna be around three, three and a half because it was a really it was fine, cute. I love the atmospheres and I would recommend it for like young people, but also people at our age. And it's a nice um book to read around this period of time because it set the mood for the Christmas and um December Winter in time. general. And and yeah, it, it did it did the job for me. What about you girls?
1: Mm, for me it was Actually, a good four stars out of five. Like, I was really looking for a cozy, cheesy romance with vanilla cakes and butterflies all over the way. (laughs) And yeah, overall, it was... (laughs) It had a lot of cute scenes. I mean, the scene with the boathouse where she explained herself to Andrew and asked him for forgiveness and all. I mean, dude, that speech, like... It was perfect, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And the drawing that she made of both of them, like growing old together and all, it was it was really really cute. And also um, the part when they finally made up at the end, and how the whole family participated in Andrew's plan, and also the chocolate bath, like yum! Uh, I love it. I love that Bonus <laughs> point for that part. <laughs> what was the chocolate
2: thing? I don't remember.
1: You know, like he put it um a piece of chocolate oh. on the stairs so she could follow yeah. them and find him Good. in the closet waiting for her. Like it,
2: it was, was super,
1: cute. super cute.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was.
1: Also, another cute scene for me was the sledding one that was that was both cute, fun, that was sassy. and hot. <laughs> yes, it was
2: hot. Actually, it was. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I could have never imagined a sleigh scene could be like. I mean, yeah. saying that now, <laughs> maybe yes, but uh, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> see that coming.
1: <laughs> Uh, I was also saying that um, I really love the fact that it happens during winter and in the wintry atmosphere when we have snow and different snow activities like the snowman competition which was mm-hmm. really really fun the treasure hunt and all and yeah winter is my favorite season and I really really oh. really love snow so no pun intended <laughs> okay but <laughs> <laughs> well
2: maybe just a little bit
1: <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> mm, yeah how about you Emma
2: so um I actually have to give this book two stars or no. maybe two and a half maybe yeah, two point five not- but not more than that I'm sorry it was just um uh, it was a nice like a cozy read, as you said, and mm-hmm. I didn't really mind it that much. But um, there were a few things that didn't really convince me, and I felt like there were holes not necessarily holes in the plot, more like different elements and tropes that felt a connection between one and the other. Like the time travels came out of the blue and it also kind of disappeared all of a sudden. Like I remember she said, "Oh, maybe, like every day I get to leave one more day during the holiday and then i I'll, I'll go back and relieve everything and that kind of felt like something that potentially could have made sense. It would have made me so like frustrated, but it could have <laughs> it had a point, uh, but then it just disappeared all of a sudden, um." I don't know I I didn't feel like too convinced and the reference as I said like the historical reference to the second world war dictatorship just (laughs) that was that was it so um but I mean it's it's I'm open to reading something else from the same author because it's just my you know opinion of these stories specifically not at all of the author or their uh, talent i mean i'm not one to judge that at all um and also madwa if you love like these types of stories cozy romance setting winter i mean i said that probably already but definitely recommend love light farms um you'll love it noted. i'm sure of it yeah <laughs> Noted.
1: Noted. it thank you for the recommendation no worries
0: <laughs> and I love the fact that we all have different readings mm. like, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully if
2: effect. yeah hopefully if you're listening to this episode you're not too confused about whether you want to read this book or not but,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was you you have to give it a try okay yeah I'm saying mm-hmm. this for the listeners, but you have mm-hmm. to read it and make your own opinion. And then maybe we c- you, have you can discuss it with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you read it already, uh, let us know what you think about it in the comments, either if you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube. Uh, if you don't follow us on YouTube yet, go ahead. Ooh. That will be much appreciated. <laughs> exactly. And read the book.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, it's very cute
2: also to have on your bookshelves.
1: Mm. Also, if you have other uh, book recommendations about uh, Christmas stories or holiday stories in general, let us know. Quick announcement before we go. Our next book of the month
2: will be, well, if you follow us on Instagram, you probably can actually already tell which is going to be the next book of the month but if you don't or if you're not sure what that is going to be we're here to kind of spill the tea on that and it's going to be from from rules (laughs) 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 once upon a broken heart
1: by stephanie garver yay we've been dying to read this book like for months now and um...
2: yeah I just realized I had it on my TBR for one year, I think. So it was definitely time to read it. <laughs> it's been a long
0: journey. Plus, the cover are amazing, guys. Yes. So, so pretty. They're so
2: pink. Just like know, right? So, so cute. Stay tuned for that. And if you already read it and want to tell us what you think of the book, let us know. We'll always love hearing from you. And with that, I think we can wrap up this episode. Yay. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for tuning into Chapter Chats and Chill.
2: If you loved this episode, make sure you give it a five-star rating, thumbs up, and comment below what you want to hear next.
1: To stay connected in between episodes, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at chapter chat and Chill.